You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. We have a guest speaker with us today, and he's come from lands far away. He's parted the Red Sea and walked across it, and he's led the Israelites into their homeland, and, and uh, he followed God diligently. So he's here today. He's come a long ways. So if you would, welcome Moses. Shalom. 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 My name is Moshe, though in your language it is Moses. And I've come today to share a story about a very important day in my life. A day when I had perhaps my first and strongest encounter with God. And I believe it will be a message that God has in mind for me to share because it is for you too. My life had, had several changing points. I was born into a Hebrew family, but I wasn't raised there. I was born right after a time they said that Hebrew boys should be killed at birth. But I was put into a basket in the bulrushes. That word for basket in Hebrew, by the way, is the word ark. And I was saved. I was taken out of the water by Pharaoh's daughter and she adopted me for the first 40 years of my life. I was a prince of Egypt. I had wonderful clothes. I lived in a palace. We had great food, servants all around, dancing girls sometimes. It was a great life for 40 years. Though occasionally I would be reminded that I was not Egyptian, but a Hebrew. When I was 40 years old, I happened to be out for a walk and I noticed an Egyptian taskmaster and he was beating a Hebrew slave. He kept beating him and beating him until he was senseless. I looked around and there was no one nearby. I, I, the anger just came up in me. I snuck up on him and I hit him on the head. I thought I was knocking him out, but I apparently hit him too hard and he died. But I ran away thinking nobody saw me. I found out soon afterwards that it had been witnessed and I would be wanted for murder. So that 40 years of my life ended with me running away out to east to the wilderness where I made a new life as a shepherd from a prince to a shepherd. And there I lived for the next 40 years of my life. I got married, had a couple of sons, and worked for my father-in-law as a shepherd. In case you're wondering, once you're a shepherd, there's not too many promotions. So years later, I'm still a shepherd. And the sheep weren't even mine. Now here I am about 80 years old with nothing but a job as a shepherd for my father-in-law and I'm out on the far side of Mount Horeb and I'm just kind of chasing the sheep and taking them to new pasture. And One day I come upon a scene and I look and behold, 
there's a bush. This is unusual bush because this bush is on fire. Now, I've seen bushes on fire before. It can happen because of a campfire, an amber falls into the bush and it burns. A lightning strike even, I've noticed, and a bush will burn. But when they burn, they burn up. This is curious. I've noticed because the bush is burning, but it doesn't burn up. How does that happen that it doesn't burn up? I decide I need to take a closer look. And so I get closer to it. Moses. There's nobody around. Maybe I imagined it. And I get a little closer. Moses. Hello? Who's there? I couldn't see anybody. Then I realized that the voice is coming from the burning bush. Hello? And I heard the voice say, Moses, take off your shoes. You are on holy ground. To tell you the truth, at that moment, I didn't understand it. But I can tell you this. If it ever happens to you that you hear God saying, take off your shoes, I know what you're going to do. You would take off your shoes. Later on, I realized that I had leather on, leather sandals. There was a dead animal between me and the holy ground of God. And he did not want that to happen. Then God spoke to me. He said, Moses, I've heard the cry of my people. They've been a long time in slavery in Egypt. And I am concerned for them. To which I said to myself, it's about time. He said, I've decided to come down and to lead them out of slavery and into a, the promised land. And I said, go for it, Lord, that sounds great. He said, Moses, I'm sending you. I said, what? Uh, um, what? So I'm sending you. You're going to go to the Hebrew leaders and you're going to tell them that I am sending you to lead in the deliverance of my people. Right. And then you're going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to tell him, let my people go. I think I'm still wanted for murder. I'm not sure this is a really good idea, Lord. I, 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 I stutter a lot, you know. Um, uh, he said, you're going to go. Oh, Lord. No, let's, let's just look at this realistically. You want me to go to the Hebrew leader, the leader of the whole nation, and I'm going to tell them that God has called me to be the leader and lead you to deliverance. You know what they're going to say? They're going to say, oh, God talks to you, huh? What's his name if you're so close to God? What am I supposed to tell him? And he said, you tell them, I am who I am. You tell them, I am has sent you. Uh-huh. Well, Lord, what if they don't believe me? What if they don't believe that you've really spoken to me, that you called me to lead them? And the Lord said, Moses, what's that in your hand? I said, nothing. He said, what's in your hand? I said, I got nothing. Matter of fact, I used to have about everything. I was a prince of Egypt. I stood up for you one time, and instead of having everything, I got nothing. He said, what's in your hand? I said, oh, well, this, this rod. 
And he said, throw it down, Moses. I said, Lord, this is the only thing in the world I can really call my own. And it's just a rod. He said, throw it down, Moses. I said, but Lord, he said, throw it down. All right, there. You happy? It's a snake, a big one. And it's hissing. Thanks a lot. And he said, Moses. I said, what? He said, pick it up, Moses. He's got to be kidding. Pick it up, Moses. I went to pick it up and he said, by the tail. (laughs) Uh, Lord, look, I've been here 40 years. Since you just got here, let me tell you something. You never pick up a hissing snake by its tail. Pick it up, Moses, all right. Could you have it look the other way? How do you do that? And then he said, Lord, I said, Lord, what, what, what is this? What's going on? He said, Lord, do you know, oh, Moses, do you know what I've done? Do you know what this means? I said, no, I, 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 no. He said, when you threw it down, what did you throw down? My rod? And so whose rod was it? Yours? And he said, so what did you pick up? <laughs> the rod of God? I picked up the rod of God. I didn't realize then what all he had in mind for me, that with this rod, I would part the waters of the sea. That with this rod, I could hold it up and there'd be victory in battle. With this rod, I could strike a rock and water would come because what had only been mine was not his. And like he asked me, I'll ask you, do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? I'm imagining that a great many of you in your lives, you hold on to some things. You're holding on to things that perhaps you should not be holding on to, but they're dear to you. Perhaps it's a relationship that you should not have with some other person. Perhaps it's a habit that you know is not godly and doesn't help you, but you can't give it up. Perhaps it's a habit that you're in that you're thinking that's not so bad. Uh, uh, But uh, God might say, is that how I want you to use that much of your time? Now, I don't know you, but I've heard about some people of your world. You get so engrossed in some certain habits or forms of entertainment. A lot of you hold on to these little sticks and it's got buttons on them. You push a lot of buttons and you put it up to your ear. Or you push a lot of buttons and you watch screens and you do it for hours and hours and hours. You hold on to that, spending much of your day that way. Is that what God wants for you? Is it possible that I have some kind of thing that I want so much in my life that my hands are full of what I want, 
and I'm not free to take up what God wants for me. I surrendered my rod and my future and picked up what God had in mind for me. And I would wish the Spirit would speak to every one of you as to what it is in your life that you need to surrender to God in order to pick up what he has in mind for your futures. When I'm holding tightly to the things that I wanted to do or my past, you notice what happens here. I have no free hand. I have to let it go in order to be ready to receive what God has next for me in my life. And if in that future, God says, pick it up again, then now you're ready for that relationship to be a holy one. Now you're ready for that habit to be limited to the lordship of God. Now you're ready to say, I don't have to be like I was. I can be better than a slave. I can be better than a prince. I can live like child of God because I was willing to let go of what meant so much to me that it got in the way of God meaning so much to me. I don't know what the Spirit is saying to you right now, but how this applies to your life. Or maybe you're just fine and I'm actually talking to the person next to you. But I suspect that we all have times when we realize God has something more for me and I don't seem to have time for it. I, I, I just don't want the things that maybe I should want. Oh God, help me to let go. Hear the Spirit of God today telling you, throw it down, give it up, so I can give you what's next in your life, whatever it might be. And however many days that might be, thine be the glory, Lord because I was willing to surrender what was mine and lay hold of what was yours. This could be a day of your personal revival when you're ready to say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to let go and let God. That's my story for today. I ask you to join me in prayer. Lord God, quite simply, you took me and put me in a new place, in a new position where I was totally dependent on you all the time. And that's wonderful. I would ask your blessing on these people here. Some have been holding on to some things. Some of it's known to others, some of it's in secret. But they've been holding on to things that have kept them from laying hold of what you have for them. May this be a day of personal revival for souls in this room. May this be a day when our commitment to you is so strong and so real that our lives glow and touch other lives too. May we shine for you, Lord, stronger than a burning bush in ways that are going to lead others to Messiah Jesus. I ask this for them, that you might break their the holds that the world might have on them, that the devil might have on them, they might be free to pick up 
the things of God. And Father, I say, thank you. In the name of Messiah Jesus, thank you. Amen. Shalom. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.